ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good afternoon. This is Chickie Fitzgerald coming to you from once again sunny Tampa, Florida. For those of you who have been listening to the news, uh, we have had three weeks of rain and gloom, which is totally unusual uh, for the Sunshine State. We normally have 360 days of sunshine. Uh, and so we are so happy to have the sun back. Today is Friday, August 7th, 2015, and I am so excited because I have a new friend. And uh, those of you who listen to the show regularly know that uh, we talk to authors and experts uh, on this show. It is geared for women, but we have plenty of male listeners. And our guest today is actually not only the author of a book called Moving to St. Petersburg, but she's actually moving to St. Petersburg. Cindy Dobbins, welcome. Thank you, Chicky. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you said about the weather because one of the top ten reasons to move to St. Petersburg is our fabulous weather. So I don't know what's <laughs> yeah. been going on locally. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, we have had massive flooding. And in, I, I know I, I live over on the, or on the Tampa side of, of things. And, uh, you know, we had people in kayaks going down the street to the grocery store. I mean, it yeah. was just absolutely nuts. So, uh, and do you go by Cynthia or Cindy? Cindy, please. Okay, perfect. Cindy, you know, before we jump into the book, which is, you know, this whole topic of, of a, a book series on moving to a particular area is just fascinating to me. I've spent my whole career in the travel industry, and there are certainly plenty of publications for people vacationing here. But before we dive into the book, I want to hear about you, our listeners, really like to, to connect with our authors and, and to hear your story. So, you know, before you became an author, tell us about you. Well, actually, what I'm doing by moving here to St. Petersburg is I am returning home again. Um, I grew up, in fact, on Treasure Island. My parents moved us down here when I was about 12, and he, my dad bought a motel on Treasure Island Beach. And oh, wow. uh, kids just thought we died and went to heaven. You know, we got out of the car, and there's the Gulf of Mexico right there. It was fantastic <laughs> after coming from Chicago and the cold weather. Um, so that was my introduction to the hospitality industry. And believe it or not, that was the industry then that I got into and traveled all over the country with my husband then later in years. And we both kind of decided we need to get back to Florida. So the first one to get a job back in Florida and that was me, and we relocated to Naples, Florida, but I still wanted to get back to Treasure Island, so we purchased a home there, and now we've finally been able to go back. So in the meantime, though, I wrote this book, Moving to St. Petersburg, The Untourist Guide. Well, and, and tell me how you connected with the guy who is putting this series together, because he's he's clearly a publisher, but he has made it his mission uh, to pull together different authors. So, you know, you're the author of this one, and, and there are various authors who have written other destinations. Tell me how you connected with him. Well, as I mentioned, we were in Naples, Florida, and I launched my own public relations firm called Above Water PR and Marketing, and the publisher was looking for someone to help them promote the very first book, which was Moving to Naples. 
So I took that on as a project to do the publicity for the Moving to Naples Guide. And as I got to know the publisher more, I mentioned, you know, growing up in St. Pete and how we wanted to get back there. And he said, well, why don't you write the Moving to St. Petersburg book? And, of course, <laughs> my my first reaction is, are, are you kidding? I, I run an agency. I'm busy. Right, I don't have time right. to do this. But he said, I'll give you 90 days. And he and actually what we did was we kind of timed it so that I did it over the uh, holidays when a lot of times my client load is a little bit slower because people are traveling over Thanksgiving Definitely. and Christmas. So it took me four and a half months, truth be told. And then I just said, okay, you know, let's do it. And I got it done, and we published in April. And it's been very well received, I have to say. Well, and you're in in the midst of either packing boxes or unpacking boxes right now. Exactly, yes. <laughs> so, or, or both. <laughs> right. But I am helping that publisher still, you know, in promoting my own book. But then since then, we've written, you know, moving to Sarasota, moving to Charlotte, uh, moving to Tampa, moving to Charleston. So a lot of these key areas of the country where people seem to be relocating is what they're pinpointing. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, the books are described as a practical and lively guide about making, you know, fill in the blank city your new home. And before we got on the phone, we were kind of sharing a, a little bit of our own personal stories because I, I was talking about, uh, you know, kind of the, the trauma side of moving. And my father was a minister and we moved uh, essentially every five years, whether we wanted to or not. Uh, you know, there are two kind of pastors, the ones who kind of get in the church for life and, and the others that after five years, you know, the board says, hey, I think it's time for you to move on. And my dad was one of those. So, you know, I went to two different grade schools and two different middle schools and two different high schools. And January 25th, okay, is my day. Like, so if I wrote one of these books, the book would be called January 25th because it was always in the middle of first and second semester. And I don't know why it always happened then, but it did. And and so I've got this, uh, this whole thing in my psyche about uh, when my dad would announce that we were moving, or my mother probably more likely. And, you know, there was some of that excitement of learning about the new place. I remember one time he was even talking about moving to Caracas, Venezuela. There was an opportunity there and learning about a new country. It was fascinating. So you guys have taken this and, and you know, certainly the publisher had this vision and you're helping him carry it out and created these un-tourist guides, providing all the vital information that you need to settle in comfortably and quickly. And again, whether you're moving by yourself or you're moving with a spouse, or you happen to have kids in the equation, or even, you know, grown kids and, and trying to figure out whether you need a place big enough for the grandkids to come to. You know, I mean, I, I think about those things as, as we look uh, to our future. So so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, moving when you were young. You, you said you could even beat my, my, my number of moves. And I, I've actually, since I was an adult, I've moved another probably five times. And, and my husband and I have finally been in one house 15 years. Um, and actually, I'll, I'll just throw in one other little aside, and then I'll let you tell your side of the story. But uh, recently, all of our appliances started, appliances have started breaking. And I realized I never had to experience that because we always moved into a new place with new appliances. And never had to see air conditioners break down, but now we've lived through that cycle. So anyway, that's my story. Tell us a little bit about moving when you were younger. 
Well, you're right. And and actually, as a child, we didn't move much. I mean, like I said, we got here when I was 12. So I went to junior high here, high school. And then I did move away for college for a couple of years. Right. And then, of course, to pursue my career, you know, to the east coast of Florida and then up to New York and New Jersey and Washington, D.C. And along the way, you know, met my husband. But we got into the hospitality industry. He was in hotel executive sales and marketing executive. Oh, and great. I'm... Um, public relations. So a lot of times we would relocate sort of as a team. I would handle the PR. He would be doing the nice. for a convention center or a big you know, conference hotel. And um, for a while I even ran a public relations firm in Alexandria, Virginia, where we did a lot of work for Marriott because they were right there mm-hmm. in Bethesda. So it was kind of an interesting way to get introduced to the hospitality industry, coming from a little motel on Treasure Island, which is still there, by the way. (laughs) Right, right. Well, how fun. Well, you know, what you just talked about, the fact that you and your husband were able to collaborate in that moving decision, I think it, you know, it just makes it so much easier. Um, But, you know, for for our listeners, we have, I know, at least a half a dozen people who have been, uh, you know, downsized out of their, their company and who are trying to figure out that next step. And while part of that is career-oriented and, you know, trying to decide whether you want to look for a job and see if you can get someone to move you, which is obviously ideal so that you don't have the expense, or whether you step out in faith and move, which, um, you know, my friend that uh, that I want to introduce you to uh, next week when she gets back from vacation, she just decided to relocate from Atlanta to St. Petersburg. And, you know, she came without a job and decided she was going to plant herself here first and then look for a job, you know, which is another way that you can do it. But no matter what you do, you do have to choose a place that is going to suit your lifestyle. And I know that that's one of the chief topics uh, in moving to St. Petersburg. And so how did you go about describing that for people? Because, yeah, the sunshine and palm trees and, you know, if you happen to like uh, the beach, we've got plenty of that. Except for the last three weeks. But well, and how do you describe right. getting that place that suits your lifestyle? And you're absolutely right. A lot of times when you're moving, you know, you have to make that decision, particularly as a couple. Like one or the other of us would get a job somewhere, and then the other was left to try to find a job. So I've got a whole chapter in the book devoted to that. It's like here are the top employers of the area, here are the kinds of jobs. For example, you know, if you're coming to St. Petersburg, tourism industry is going to be one of the number one places for you to find a job. A lot of people don't know about Home Shopping Network is headquartered here. There's lots of jobs there. Right. There's a whole high-technology cor- corridor now on 4th Street, so there are all kinds of you know high-tech jobs that are coming to this area. So we try to communicate that through the book. Um, it's not just about moving. I think a lot of times people pick it up thinking they're going to just, it's all about real estate. But there's so much more. There's finding schools for your children. Where are the best school districts? It's hospitals. Maybe you're bringing along a parent, you know, who's going to need medical I, care. All oh, that's these- exactly what happened to us, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Because when we lived in Atlanta uh, just before we moved here, my husband's father had had a stroke. And, you know, we had found a, a um a nursing home for him to be in, and we had found a home for his mother because she was so uh, ambulatory and, and very healthy. But when we moved to Florida, oh my gosh, finding a nursing home bed for a male is really hard. And, and you know, that whole thing of relocating parents is, you know, it's a very re- real thing at our age because we know sooner or later they are going to need us on a more regular basis. Right, right. 
and you know that's part of the reason too I wanted to be a lot closer to my mom she's still here in St. Petersburg so this was perfect for us to move here now as she turns 80 and I want to be close to her because she probably is going to need me and I'm the only girl in the family you know not that the boys don't help out but (laughs) you know how that goes (laughs) Uh, well being the wife of of the son you know, the oldest son, I can tell you who did all the work with, with his parents uh, all the way to the end. But anyway, I want to I wanna switch just a little bit. Um, one of the things that you talk about in the book is if you do want to relocate a new business, which is exact, or relocate your business, which is exactly what you're doing, you talked a little bit about finding a place to work, but you also talk about launching a new business. Can you address that a little bit? Well, the very first thing I did was to join the Chamber of Commerce in St. Petersburg, and that has just been an unbelievable resource for me. The people there are so helpful, and in fact, in a lot of things, I'm working on the second edition of my book, and some of those people there pointed out, oh, hey, you missed this, or you forgot about this, and and so this next edition is going to be filled with much more updated information and things that everybody needs, I have to tell you. So they've been wonderful, Um, just making sure that you get all the licenses that you need, even if you're just going to be running your business out of your home. You know, Definitely. When you, and every county has their own little, you know, things that you need to know about. And how do you find the cable company and the telephone company and gas and electric and all of that? So we've got a whole checklist in the back of the book with the web addresses and telephone numbers. Oh, and here's, here's where you need to go to get the answers that you need. Well, one of the interesting things that, you know, we just touched on is that the stage of life you're in when you're moving also matters Uh, because even if you haven't started a family yet but you plan to, you really should look at the school district even though you don't have children, you know, that are immediately going to go to school. Um, You know, if your kids are graduating from high school, again, you know, maybe not so important, but how are you going to handle when they come home from college? Or, as I said, you know, if if you've got kids who are, um, you know, young and in, in the workforce and maybe they're going to be getting married and having kids, do you have to consider finding a place that would be great for grandkids to come to visit? And and so, it, you know, I don't, I don't know how much you have addressed that in the book because those life phases really determine what it is that you need. Yeah. Well, Chapter or, 7. Actually, priorities, right? Right. Well, Chapter 7 talks about even, you know, toddler care and preschool. So if you're working, you're going to need to know what preschools are available out there or private care that you could get for the children so that you can continue to work. Um, Mm -hmm. And it goes all the way up through, you know, primary schools and and then high school and colleges as well. We touch on all of that. And going back to what you said about buying into a school mm -hmm. district, I mean, you may want to do that just for the resaleability of your home as well. It's always good to buy into a good school district. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because when we moved here, um, I I was in, in kind of the height of my consulting firm. We were in the middle of building LasVegas.com uh, for two consulting companies there. I'm sorry, for two casinos there. And so I was traveling all the time. And so my husband was the Mr. Mom, but we knew we really needed uh, full-time care. And we found that even cheaper than than daycare or, you know, somebody to come was bringing in a pair from out of the country. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up um, bringing an au pair through an au pair program from Peru. 
And then uh, after her first year, of course, uh, anybody who's ever used an au pair through those programs knows that they're only allowed to stay 13 months. So she went back home, and we ended up uh, having our company sponsor her to come back and, and go to USF, uh, you know, to get her teaching degree. And uh, before she graduated, she ended up getting married, and, and, you know, now she lives here, and we treat her as our older daughter. But, you know, there's so many different choices on those fronts. You're right, and I'm so glad that there's someone who can help people navigate this. So one of the other things that you talk about in the book, uh, which I love, because, um, you know, you would never know it from the fact that I do a radio show, but when it comes to uh, getting to know people in a local community, I am not great at that. And going to networking events, I just freeze. And, you know, I'm fine speaking to a group, right? I can stand up in front of 100 people, but, you know, walk into a room where somebody, you know, wants to exchange business cards and, and you know, talk about what they do, and, and that just isn't comfortable for me. So you talk about how to assimilate quickly within your community. Tell me about that. Well, what what I touched on in the book were the different kinds of um, affinity groups that you might find here. If you're into gardening, you're going to find the St. Petersburg Garden Club, and there are all the um, fraternal organizations that you can, you know, join, uh, volunteering, uh, philanthropic things, uh, if you're into animals and pets and things like that. These are the the things that people need to know when they come to a new community, that there are organizations out there that they can join and make new friends. And that's typically the best way to do that. You know, if it's your church organization or if it's because it's a a charity that's near and dear to your heart, that's going to be the best way, I think, for you to connect with people on the same level. Mm -hmm. That's really great. Now, you, you also talk about some super practical things, like how to dress for Florida culture and, and for the Florida climate. And I think it's so funny, you know, as of, I, I've been in, in Florida now for 15 years and have been doing business here. And when people fly in for meetings, I'm always amazed, like that they'll come in, you know, dressed in full suit and tie, you know, kind of, or, or for women, you know, coming in with, with um, stockings and, and heels. And I mean, nobody in business here dresses like that. Well, maybe if you're in banking or you know, something more formal, but, uh, you know, I went last week to speak at uh, million, One Million Cups, which if you haven't been there, it's, it's uh, actually sponsored by the chamber, and it's for entrepreneurs to talk about their product. And, you know, I mean, I had sandals on, and, you know, a lot of times people will come dressed in jeans. And so it's just a way more casual culture, even in business. It is, it is. But no flip-flops. I'm sorry. I draw the line on flip-flops in business. So. Oh, no, I didn't have flip-flops, but I do wear sandals. Uh, 95% of the time. Oh, well, it's, that's a funny story, too, because I moved from, my husband and I moved from Pompano Beach, Florida, up to New York. So here I show up in New York, you know, with my pinks and my peaches and all these, you know, cute suits that I had, and everybody right. in New York is wearing black, brown, or navy, basically. Exactly. So I had to completely redo my wardrobe, and then vice versa when we moved from up north back to Florida to, you know, incorporate a little bit more color. Oh, but, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, I, and, and it's so funny because you, um, well, I mean, men clearly don't have to think quite as much about that because they don't typically have pink suits. But, right, right. But still, you know, the, the suit and tie versus, you know, just wearing a nice jacket and an open collared shirt or even, you know, a, a, a pressed golf shirt 
um, you know, with with the sports coat over it is so totally acceptable here. And this this is for the most part a khakis kind of business culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, and that's that's considered formal wear now, according to my husband Mike. So you know what you just described. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so, uh, but definitely. I did retain uh, Tammy Lugo, who's a stylist in in um, the Tampa St. Pete area, and she basically kind of gave you here's uh, and there's a list in the book. Here are the kinds of things that you might need. You know, a couple of light bla- blazers, some Bermuda shorts, a white button down, a white blouse, and she kind of goes through everything that you can expect to need. You know, for your wardrobe when you first come to. Florida and think lightweight. Oh, that's yeah. fabulous. I, I've actually got uh, a woman uh, who does something similar who, who you need to meet. Her name is Wendy Braswell. And Wendy actually will come over to your house. You know, if you've just relocated here, she'll come over to your house and make you try on everything in your closet. And she, you know, you've got the throw away, the giveaway, and, and save pile. And then when you're all done, she figures out what's missing from, you know, your core wardrobe, and she's got great relationships over at Nordstrom, so she takes you shopping at Nordstrom, gets amazing deals on everything, and then takes you to lunch. So for anybody moving to St. Pete and Tampa, yeah, you want to include that in your next book, because she's just amazing on that front. Sure. So let's talk about uh, some of the other things that you include in the book. I mean, you've got a side of the book that talks about the cost of living and utilities, and you do talk about real estate. Um, what what was your favorite part of the book to write? The outdoors. The, that's one of the things that I think makes St. Petersburg so special. In fact, as you're arriving, and you're generally arriving coming over a bridge from some from some yes. direction, and there's this beautiful water everywhere. So I wanted to make sure that people realize that uh, boating is not for the you know, the uber rich, I mean, everyone can appreciate the water. You can get out on kayaks and sunfish and, you know, now stand up paddle boarding. And there are just so many opportunities to go fishing and, and enjoy the outdoors or even there's so many lakes here too. So I, I spent quite a bit of time on that talking to different people in the community about what they had to offer to people who wanted to spend time on the water. Very cool. Yeah, it's one of our favorite things. And my husband grew up in Southern California. And so moving to the West Coast without being at the cost of living of California was so appealing to him. In fact, we came down to visit friends. And uh, at the time, we lived in Atlanta, but way out in, in the Marietta area. And I was traveling every week. And so the drive from the airport or from from home to the airport, finding parking you know, getting to the gate was like a two-hour ordeal. And my daughter was only uh, two years old at the time. And, you know, it was just adding so much time to my week. And so we were visiting these friends and telling them that we were looking at Peachtree City and, you know, places closer to the airport. And they're like, why don't you just move to Tampa? We've got a great airport. And I think that, you know, and I suspect you talk about this in, in your book, that business people who have to travel, Tampa is one of the easiest airports to go in and out of. Now, we don't have anywhere near the kind of nonstop service that we did when I moved here 15 years ago. We had eight wide bodies a day from Atlanta. You know, remember DC-10s domestically? Mm -hmm. You know, we actually had so much service out of here. So you could get anywhere, and you could do day trips super easily. Well, that's actually now not the case in most what we call secondary cities, uh, you know, in the travel industry. 
Um, but still, the experience of the Tampa Airport and even the St. Pete Clearwater Airport, which has more limited air service and you know a little less pleasing parking uh, situation. I don't think they've built a parking garage there yet. But uh, I think this is one of the biggest draws of this area, to be honest with you. Yeah, you're right. Actually, accessibility throughout, I mean, whether, whether it's air or, you know, on the roads, I think is fabulous because you and I have both lived in a lot of different areas of the country. Yeah. You know, I mean, coming from the Beltway, forget it. <laughs> you come here and, right. and people complain about traffic here and we just have to laugh. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, our traffic problems here just are the fact that we've got so much water and, you know, you've got to go around it to get wherever you're going. But, you know, as long as you know, and, and we've got three major bridges that go from the, the Pinellas County, which is where St. Pete is, over to the Hillsborough County, uh, uh, Tampa side of things. And as long as you know what your alternative is, if there's some really, really devastating crash on one of the bridges, you know, you can get there. It may take a little longer. But, you know, again, we've got a more laid-back culture here. You know, if you call somebody and say, hey, I'm tied up in traffic on the bridge. It's happened to them dozens of times. So, you know, I'm sorry I'm going to be late, but, you know, and, and it's just something that people understand. Right. And the distance, I think, is important, too. Um, I know a gentleman who read my book said, boy, I wish I had this book before I moved to Tampa and took a job on St. Pete Beach because yeah. – to somebody just moving down here, those look like they're right next to each other on a map. But no, it's going to take you a while to do that. So the poor guy. Oh finally, no, kidding! You know, and especially if it, especially if it rains. Right. <laughs> you know, and this is like I, when I lived in Dallas. Uh, you know, we had those couple of weeks at the end of uh, December and the beginning of January when you might have an ice storm, and like even if there is a threat of snow or a threat of an ice storm, everything closes. Well, here, it's like that for rain. <laughs> mm -hmm, yes. So it's just funny. And, and, well, of course, I don't get, I mean, we've had a couple of flurries in the 15 years that I've been here. And, and you know, occasionally we'll have to throw uh, sheets over our plants. Well, to me, I grew up in, in Milwaukee where, you know, like it, it snows from uh, essentially from October through April. And the concept of throwing sheets over your plants to keep them from freezing, it was like, what is that all about? <laughs> but it works. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, and the other thing is never in my life had I had regular bug service. But you do need to get to know your Terminex man, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have regular treatment, and, you know, I mean, my guy uh, I got his text, right? And I'll send him to, and my kids will say, mom, it's time to call Isaac, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, we don't have a huge bug problem unless you don't regularly exterminate, you know, and, and whether you do, you know, natural methods or you, you use somebody like Terminex. Um, you know, it's one of those things that is just a given here. You just do it because if you don't, you're, if neighbors on both sides are doing it, those bugs are running to your house. Right, right. So you're right. I mean, you can, you get a guide like this because they tell you these are the kinds of things that you're going to need to do. I mean, one thing that I added, too, is to consider the cost of your flood insurance if you're moving to Florida. Oh, um, you know, a lot of times people are not used to paying that when they're coming here from another area. Or internationally, oh, the, right. the things you need to know if you're moving from another country. So we've got a whole section about, you know, what to do about moving. Oh, that's so smart. Well, and, and also, like, the real facts about um, about hurricanes. And I live over uh, near the top 
of uh, the left side of Tampa Bay. And there is a, a, a park there that has a map, a hundred-year map, of showing um, what hurricanes have done over the last hundred years. And I don't know if you even know this, but the Tampa Bay uh, used to be called the Bay of the Holy Spirit. And it looks like God's hands are literally shielding Tampa and St. Pete because we have never had a hurricane that has crossed the downtown paths in either city. They've gone around us, on, you know, to the north, to the, you know, to the west. Um, and for those people who've lived in other places, I mean, I came from Atlanta where, you know, if you heard the sirens go off, I mean, you had to get in your basement. Well, we don't have basements here. But we do have usually four or five days advance warning that a storm may come here. Right, you get to know the past, and you know, and you say, "Oh, there's Category Three hurricane." Well, you know, we don't even board our windows up for Category Three, right? It has to be four or five before we get serious about that, and we don't evacuate. And I, I mean, I live on the water, um, so I think you know, removing some of those mysteries is such a great opportunity, uh, you know, for you in this book series. And and I love it that you are already revising it because uh, you know those who you talk to who have relocated here, I'm sure everyone. Has stories like that oh of course and 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 everything can always be improved so i welcome anybody to give me any kind of changes or feedback or things that that they want to know and what helped them you know positive as well what helped them when they moved here um i think a lot of the times people just say well okay we got to move we're up and going and then they get here and then they try to scramble and and find all of this where if right. you get a guide that helps you in advance, I think that makes that transition a lot easier. I know it's helped oh, me definitely. already. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, you know, and, and the other thing is, um, again, if you've never had to move, if you've always lived in the same place, um, you know, you don't even think about all these things that you need to know. and Or if you, you know, like, like yourself, if you lived in Tampa St. Pete years ago, it's very different. I mean, when we first moved here, there were really no major great restaurants, right, other than, you know, the the, the venerable ones that had been here, you know, Columbia and, and some of those that had been here for 100 years, right? right. Um, and there was no world-class shopping, right? Uh, they, okay. they hadn't even built, they hadn't even built International Mall uh, when right. I moved Sun, here. Yeah, but now we good. have everything. You know, we've got, we've got great shopping. We've got great restaurants. We've got really, really, um, you know, fun, engaged uh, sports teams. You know, I mean, anybody who, who watched the Stanley Cup, I mean, that just energizes a town. Oh my gosh! Yes, I mean the Rowdies and Tampa Bay. I mean, actually, yeah, there's so much to do here. We've got a lot of sports, you know, right in this area, and Definitely. many people who are moving here want to know if they can find a new team that they can follow. So right. Well, and I, I think the other cool thing about St. Pete is is because St. Pete and Tampa are so close that you're not really deciding between the two other than, you know, where you want to spend the bulk of your time and, and how much time you want to spend commuting. I mean, that's it. But when you're here, we don't think about St. Pete being separate. We say them in the same breath, Tampa, St. Pete, right? And and you get to be a part, you know, even if you live in St. Pete, you really get to be part of that Tampa sports culture for those teams, right? Exactly. And, in fact, that's why the book Moving to Tampa came out at exactly the same time. 
Um, so we we consciously launched both of those. Mary Lou Jansen nice. wrote Moving to Tampa because of that, and we kind of swapped the sports section. I said, okay, you write about the teams that are there in Tampa. I'll write about the ones in St. Petersburg. And oh, then we nice. swapped nice. each other's text to make sure that people knew. But you're right, a big surprise for a lot of people is to find out that we actually have a hockey team here. Definitely. Well, and I think there are other two there are two other surprises that um, actually they're not surprises to me because I've watched them evolve. But uh, this is an arts center, and you know the last few Tampa mayors, uh, in particular, and I, you know I'm sure there's a similar culture on the St. Pete side, have really uh, devoted a lot of time and energy and and um, you know county and state funding toward increasing the presence of the arts here. And, um, you know, the other, it, you, you mentioned it briefly about uh, the new tech cor- corridor. And I'll take that even further because it isn't just tech. It's the entrepreneurial support for early stage companies and the incubators that are available in both St. Pete and, and Tampa um, are really gaining steam. And, and the investment community, uh, you know, has decided that this is a pretty good place to live. Right. Oh, exactly. And a pretty economic, good place to invest. Yeah, economic development uh, has done wonderful jobs here. I mean, in making right. sure that people know how easy it is, making it easy for them to relocate employees here. Um, in fact, I'm working on getting copies of my book in the hands of some of those companies that are bringing down lots of people. What a great idea. What yeah. a great idea. Yeah, I would think Raymond James and and uh, you know you talked about HSN being being there in St. Pete, uh, you know making sure those those incubators uh, definitely have a copy is is a really really great idea. Well, what haven't I asked you about the book that you would like to share with our listeners? Um, let's see. Well, I guess we should tell everybody what those top ten reasons are to move here: the low cost of living, for example. I mean, really, when you compare property taxes and some of these other things, you know, electric bills even are a lot cheaper. You don't have to pay for heat at all. Uh, gas prices <laughs> are much lower. So things like that, um, people can can uh, have a home that has a dock behind it and see dolphins, you know, in their backyard. Uh, the beaches are all accessible to everyone. Excellent health care here. Um, we talk about uh, only in St. Pete. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, when we talk about um, the entrepreneurial growth, there is an enormous group that is solving health care problems because of the state of Florida being one of the largest places where people retire or at least you know come here part-time. Um, so we not only have great health care here, but we've also got people solving health care issues. Oh sure, that for jobs that that sector is going to be huge for people looking for jobs who have those capabilities in healthcare and, and nursing. Um, one of the refrains in, in my family is only in St. Pete. You know, we talk about how friendly <laughs> people are, and and I write about how we would roll our eyes when traffic would stop on a really busy highway so that a mother duck and her ducklings could cross the street. I mean, oh, that's definitely. not going to happen in Chicago. You know what I mean? And these these <laughs> are the kinds of fun things. And the outdoor activities, which we already touched on, just the right. year-round, you know, fresh fruit and flowers and um, entertainment and attractions and things that you can do. I know that touches a little bit on tourism, but as you mentioned, you're going to have grandchildren that want to come and visit you or right. family members that want to come visit you because that's the first thing that happens when you move to a city like St. Petersburg is everybody wants to come and see you. <laughs> so you want to make sure Definitely. you know what to do and where to take them. 
Well, and speaking about that, I think the one other thing that I would give people a heads up on, especially if you're a golfer, we've got uh, amazing golf courses uh, in the area, but the price of golf in the winter goes up dramatically uh, because of what is known as snowbirds. And if you've ever lived in in the Phoenix area or or Tucson, you know about snowbirds. Uh, I didn't know about them until we moved here. And and so traffic goes slower when the snowbirds come. We actually, we love having them here because it's a great thing for our economy. But when they go home for the summer, we're really happy about that too. That's when we go out to dinner. You're right, because we don't want to wait in line. <laughs> so, exactly. But, well, and and one other funny thing, and again, I don't know if you you touch on this, but you know, when I, I grew up in in Milwaukee, and and it was cold, and and when everybody went on vacation, they went to Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And if they had summer homes, maybe, you know, maybe they had them in in Florida or in Phoenix. Here, everybody has summer homes in North Carolina, so. Uh, you know, there's an interesting reverse migration that happens with people who live here. When snowbirds come here, they go to North Carolina, and there's incredibly cheap real estate there where you can either rent or buy, you know, do a long-term rental for, for a couple of months. And so if you don't love, uh, you know, the, the hot, hot weather here, uh, you know, you can get some respite that way. And and quite often you'll have a friend who has a place and that's even better because <laughs> you can say, hey, you know, do you mind if we uh, pay you instead of paying a hotel? So uh, all kinds of amazing dimensions. But I am just so, so happy. First of all, I'm so happy you're moving here because, you know, now I've got a new friend and I love having really, really smart business friends. And I also happen to need need some, some PR advice. So I'm looking forward to tapping into you on that front as well. Well, thank you very so much. So excited about this book series. So if we have somebody who uh, wanted to write one of these for a city, how do they go about proposing that to, to your publisher? Oh, actually, I could um, direct you to the Moving to Naples Guide or Moving to Sarasota Guide, any one of those of the cities or Moving to St. Pete Guide. Um, the publisher is Voyager Media, Inc., and the publisher's name is Newt Barrett. Um, he is at newt at contentmarketing.net. So uh, we do have about three or four books that are in the works right now. Um, because of my work with a lot of uh, writers in the industry, I was able to identify quite a few people for him to write some of these other books. I think we're doing. Oh, fabulous! I think we're doing moving to Atlanta. I think you mentioned that, and um, also Orlando is coming up soon too. Nice. Austin. Um, so that would be the way probably to reach Newt uh, if you've got an idea for a book that wants to Well, great. And, Cindy, what if somebody just would love to tap into you for your, your PR uh, skills? I know that that's really your day job. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? My website is www.abovewater.com, and I'd love to welcome anybody who wanted to come on by, and we can talk about any marketing plans that you need. We do, we're do. we a full-service agency, public relations and marketing. Fabulous. Well, Cindy, thank you so, so much. And, again, I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. Uh, welcome back. And uh, for those who have uh, enjoyed the show, uh, please check out www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com, and you can keep up. Uh, with what we're doing uh, and and what shows we have done in the past. If you're interested in joining the Executive Girlfriends group, 
Uh, we also have a private Facebook group uh, just for members, and, and uh, we would love to have you if you're an executive woman, whether you are an entrepreneur or you work for a corporation or you're in between successes. Uh, we would love to have you. So tell your friends about it, and thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much, and thanks, Cindy. Thank you, Chicky. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Thank you.